Cutting up radio, ladies and gentlemen. You know, tonight, there is a topic that needs to be discussed. Now, if you have been tuning in to the past podcast, you'll see that my brother, uh, Kel, been on with me. But the topic for tonight is parenting. And the reason why that's the topic these goddamn new generation parents pissing me off. I'm talking about everything that they doing. And I'm talking about one thing. You know what? I got to say this. I love, you know, uh, how a woman, um, you know, shows off her body. But I have started noticing that bitches doing that with their goddamn baby right in the background. They ain't got no damn respect. And at the end of the day, parents not parents no more. So when it come down to it, shit, though, first thing that I'm going to say about parents and now, these some punk-ass parents. These some puss-ass parents nowadays. First of all, if you whoop your kid for uh, them cutting up, you going to jail. If you do anything, hell, you better not even talk too loud to a damn baby that done just fucked up. It's going to be a problem. But that is just the beginning for what I have to say. Brother, if you don't mind me asking, what's your take on parenting? Well, I do feel like parenting has evolved and become, you know, uh, something different from what it used to be now. Um, Because I know, like you said, um, it's a problem now if people whoop their children or whatever. And I feel like Well, let me put it to you like this by telling you pretty much how I was raised. I got you. Being raised in Pritchard, Alabama, you know, and um, being raised in the heart of Pritchard, you know, because it was the area known as the village, a.k.a. to some people, the third. Yep. That is where I was raised. And being raised there by a single mother who my mom was one of 14 children that my grandparents had. And I I don't think I'm pushing it when I say all 13 of her brothers and sisters have tried drugs, been on drugs, are still on drugs, or have been to jail, or, you know, even one died under a bridge by himself, decomposed. He was on drugs. So, my mom, I'm not trying to diss my family, but I'm pushing it when I say maybe my grandmom and my granddad on my mom's side had out of 14 
not even half are really decent people. <laughs> Damn. Okay. So, my mom grew up in a family that constantly fights and just constantly, you know, have a lot of shit going on. So, raising three children by herself, she was what you would, I guess what you would call strict, but at the same time, now, I understand it. I didn't understand it back then, but now I understand it. And because of the way she raised me, as you can probably tell, you have lived with me for a year and a half. A few months, it'll be two years. Yeah. That we have lived together. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. How many times have I ever had company over? I can't mind them a single time. Not one time. And it's not because I don't like people or anything like that. Just the way that I was raised, I because of the way I was raised, I'm very suspicious and paranoid towards people. And the reason why is because growing up, we were not allowed to stay over at friends' houses. The friends were not allowed to stay over at our house. We were not allowed to leave the yard until we were maybe, I was like, 11 to 12 when my mom actually allowed me and my brother to walk up the street to the store by ourselves. So, and like I said, her being a single mom and seeing crazy stuff with her family and knowing that we live in the heart of Pritchard, she was paranoid because she knew what could happen. And she did not want anything to happen to me, my brother, or my sister. So she kept a very close eye. She, I'm not going to say she had a, like an iron fist kind of rule over us, but she just did everything she could to make sure no one hurt us. You know, no one did anything to us. So... But at the same time, when I say she wanted to make sure that nobody hurt us, she did, not in a way where it was like a bad thing, but when it came to whooping, she spared no expense. Um, I, I know it's a lot of, you know, it's this way for a lot of kids, especially black. When I say I have been hit with combs, brushes, house shoes, switches, uh, hand, you know. Oh, yes, Lord. Uh, belts, you know, all that vintage stuff that uh, parents would use. I, I've heard some kids say they've been hit with extension cords. They've been hit, Like, my mom has never done stuff to that extent. My but, mom has never did that neither. I, I just had to say that. Uh, but you keep on going, fam. Yeah, my mom has never done stuff to that extent because extension cords leave marks. So even though my mom used switches, she never, that I can remember, left a mark or anything on me, you know, when we got a whooping. But she would, uh, the thing that I, you know, wonders because she would whoop us for 
Reasons I didn't really believe warranted it. Like, I got a whooping in second grade constantly because <laughs> when I, um... So bad, my bad, when I, my um, bad. was in school, we would go to the playground. And when we went to the playground, you know, there was sand, you know, around the playground, yeah. playground or whatever. I got you. So, uh... You know, once we came back in the classroom, we had to empty our shoes of the sand. Yeah. And I would do that just like every other kid. But I had a thing where my heel would stick out of the shoe and I would walk like on the back of my shoe. The uh, stiffens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That alone always got me a whooping. And I didn't understand why. I mean, I understand, you know, shoes are expensive, but. I just didn't understand why I had to be whooped every single time I did that. Because I wasn't doing it on purpose. I just was empty my shoes and, you know, not stick my feet all the way back in sometimes. So I didn't understand why, you know, I would get a whooping for that. But it had happened. And one thing I know we me and my brother got a real good whooping for was because one thing my um one thing my mom didn't like was if my cousins came over and took over, basically. <laughs> Me and my brother, being how we are, we didn't mind. We didn't care. So when uh, my cousins came over, they'd be playing the video game, and especially my brother. I'd watch because half the time, that's what I do. I never, even though I do like video games, as you see when you play, I'm content with watching. Yeah. You know, most of the time they're playing. So... My mom would see this and she would feel like they were taking over like the video games or whatever from us. So my mom told me and my brother, don't let them keep like playing your video games. If you're playing, I don't want to see you give up the controller to let them play. You continue to play. Don't let them play. So one time, my cousin came over wanting to play. Me and my brother um, wouldn't give him the controller. He was like, uh, uh, like you know, why can't I play? We, uh, What's going on? Yeah. And we made the mistake of saying, our mama said, Oh, shit. We can't let you play. Fuck. And of course, that he went back to his mama, which was my mom's sister. Oh. She went back to my mama. Oh. And when I tell you, me and my brother were cowering in a corner behind the door getting our asses whooped. Man. <laughs> that's when we learned, you don't repeat shit. That's your parents no, say. No, no. So that's just a little preview of how I was raised. But as as you can see, um, say what you want about the way I was raised. I've never been to jail. Still scared as shit to even go to jail. Not more so for going to jail. The my biggest fear is having to explain to my mom why I'm in jail. Fuck the cops. Fuck the other prisoners that's in jail. I don't care about that. If that was the only reason I'd be in jail now. You have met my mom. Do you know the hell the conversation would be if I call her? Mom, I need some bail money. You know, Jehovah knows what you did. And from there, I'm history. I know she gonna call Theodore. She gonna call my Uncle Eddie, my Uncle Glenn, my Uncle Terry, my Uncle Neil. Every damn body. And the thing about my mom, of course I love my mom, but the one thing that my mom do, 
whenever she tells any story, she puts the most pitiful. They are taking advantage of me voice on. That's why when it come down to it, hell, you know me and you went to school together. And the one thing about the schools that we went to, I'm not calling up, I'm not saying they was the worst school, but like I have constantly said, call me out when I say bullshit. You know as well as I do, middle school and high school, weed was like the easiest thing to come across. And every damn body was selling it. Niggas was selling it that I swore had a fucking scholarship. But they was just stupid. My mom made sure and I uh, know like you said you was uh, raised in you know uh, with a single parent you know just your mom. My mom made sure that I you know did not do anything but whenever my father got to me <laughs> I, th that's all I gotta say. My brother to the best of my knowledge has never got a whipping from our dad. I never got a whipping from my dad. I got a slap from my dad. But when my father slapped me, he had blisters on his hands. He had cuts on his hands from picking up all them heavy ass tools in them damn shipyards and shit. So whenever like I would do something that I really got under my dad's skin, all he would have to do is slap me one time. It wasn't like a, a repeated thing. And I always appreciated my uh, father for doing that because I um, hear a lot of comedians say that, um, like, um, I heard Chris Rock say that there is nothing worse then your mama saying, I'm going to tell your daddy. That's true. I mean that shit because the reason I say that, I cannot speak on um uh, the work that your mom did, but my dad, like I said, he worked in a damn shipyard. Do you know how fucked up it would be when my dad would just get in from a 12-hour shift to see my goddamn mama, you know what Roosevelt did? God Because I knew that my dad was coming for me. I, I couldn't get away from him. Hell no. Nah. I'm just saying. I love my dad to death, but I couldn't get away from him. And like I said, uh, to start this podcast off. It's some pussy-ass parents of this generation. The one thing, the one story that ate me up was when the girl put her baby over her um, head like uh, before she went in the store or some shit like that. The reason that ate me up, I know for a fact that when I was born in 92, 
that there was not a lot of this shit out that's out now. And I know when my brother was born in 82, he was saying the same shit about me. There was not a lot out that uh, came out. So when it come down to it, <clears throat> the reason that story ate me up was because everybody made it seem like that she was the worst mom of the year. Let me get this straight. So she clothed her baby. Now, it, and I never heard anything about the damn baby getting sick. Now, I'm not saying that she should have, you know, put the baby over her hair. But at the end of the day, that woman was at the store by herself. And the way she was dressed, well, hell, everybody know I said what the fuck I want to say. The way that she was dressed, she looked like she just hopped off a deck five minutes ago. Yeah, I said it. She was dressed like a hoe, but she was a parent. And I know good and hell well, the way she was dressing, she ain't have nobody to really talk to her about what you should and should not do. Because the way that a lot of these children is being raised now, they raising they self. One of my closest friends, I, lo I love this woman to death, but one of my closest friends, Lillian Fernandez, <laughs> I, I got to say helpful for one name, goddammit. But one thing about uh, me and her friendship is, you know, we are able to really open up to each other and talk to each other. She told me about how she had to raise herself. Like she uh, started um, like raising herself at like four. Because she said that everything around her basically was falling to shit. And I told her, man, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that you had to raise yourself. But... Like I say, there is no more parents now. There is no more big mamas. Because one time I called my first cousin, I ain't going to say the nigga name because folks messy. But one time I called mom, him and he said, yeah, man, I'm at big mama house. So I said, man, who big mama is? He said, that's your mama. The fuck? My mama, big mama? And I'm I'm not dissing my mom, but if my mom is big mama, that like I said, it ain't no more goddamn big mamas. There ain't no more of them. Hell, a big mama now, what, 35? Shit, man. Like I say, I, I hate this um these parents now. Cause I'm also gonna say this. I I'm seeing too many accidents walking. I'm just going to leave it at that. But I'm seeing too many goddamn accidents walking around this motherfucker. So, man, like I say, the parenting is a motherfucker, man. Nobody listening to each other about how to raise a kid. And I'm so sick of these goddamn doctors. 
I'll never forget the day when my brother called me and he sounded, you know, like down in the dumps. And I asked him why. He said without skipping the beat, my son's doctor says he's overweight. How the fuck can a child in elementary school be overweight? Is he like 300? Is he 250? Hell, uh, I, I'll uh, go the distance. Hell, uh, a child in elementary school, hell, even them weighing 100 pounds with something. But my brother said that goddamn um, his son doctor just said that out of nowhere. And of course, since he the fucking doctor, he can say whatever the hell he want to say and get away with it. Man, I, I can't stand this damn generation concerning no fucking parents. Well, I know it's not true for everybody, but I'm going to say reason why so many shit parents out here is because shit parents create more shit parents. It don't get no realer than that. If you are a bad parent, nine times out of ten, not every time, but nine times out of ten, your child is going to grow up to become a shit parent. People only, you know, as babies, our brains are like sponges. We're going to say what we hear. We're going to do what we see. So whether self-consciously or somewhere in your the back of your mind or not you know you might not remember everything from when you were a baby but it's somewhere in the back of your mind still the shit that you saw when you were a baby and when you were a kid and that's why you make some of the decisions that you make it's because somewhere in the back of your mind there's still that imprint of what you saw as you were a baby or when you were uh, a kid Cause you soak that shit up, and once it's in the brain, it's there. So, if you are a shit parent, nine times out of ten, you will raise shit parents. And like I said, it's not every time. Cause my grandma was an awesome parent to her kids. Because like I said, she raised uh, fourteen kids pretty much on her own. Because once the like the fourteenth child, the last child was born, I think that child got to. Not even a year, maybe six months, four to six months, I think she was, when my granddad died. So my, my my grandma basically had this newborn baby and the rest of these kids, the rest of these 13 kids to take care of from here on out on her own. And she did it. She raised them all to adulthood. And a lot of them still made fucked up decisions. She was a great parent. But they still made fucked up decisions. A lot of them, I'm just going to say it, are also fucked up parents. A lot of my aunties, kids can't stand them. Don't even call them mom or dad. Call them by their name. I'm not going to call my mama by her first name. Hell no. That's one thing you don't do. No ho. But a lot of my cousins call their mom and dad by their first name. Hell, my dad was not in my life, you know, like that. But I didn't call him by his first name. Hell no. That was just a sign of disrespect back when I was a kid. 
nowadays, it's not even really a sign of disrespect. Hell, it's a sign that you that you grown, I guess. Uh, I guess so. Cause you know, growing up, how I did that would get you a whooping because I know one thing you were afraid of was uh, you know, your mom saying, "I'm gonna tell your dad." Yeah. For me. If my mom said, I'm going to tell your dad, I'd have laughed. <laughs> because I know my dad's not going to care. <laughs> like, I really don't think he would care if I did something bad and my mom caught him and told him what I did. That, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't even affect me. Because, one example, uh, Back in Viagra, when I got my first car, yeah. of course, in high school, you know, for y'all who don't know what Viagra is or whatever, but it's a high school. And back in high school, when you got your first car, I don't care who you are or what you were. You get your first car in high school, you are automatically the shit. That is? Motherfuckers you don't know will come and hang around you. I can't even name these niggas' names to this day I hung around when I got my first car. But I remember hanging with some niggas. Yeah. And we would ride and smoke. They would get the Rello. They would have the weed. They would roll up. If I ride them around, I can smoke for free. Yeah. So I rolled them around. We would ride around and smoke. So one time we was going to get the weed. We pulled up to the house. The nigga... Who knew the guy went into the house? We yeah. go get the shit. Right as he was coming out the door, police pulled up. That nigga ran, but I'm in the driver's seat in my car with about three other niggas. <clears throat> Man, I'm like fuck. That was the first time. Because I know police have pulled up on us. You know, when we were smoking in my car. Yeah. But that time was the first time I thought to myself, I'm going to jail. And I didn't care about jail. I didn't care about the police. The first thing that popped in my mind was, damn, what my mama going to say or do. So, police pulled up, that nigga ran. I think he dropped the weed. Man. So, we couldn't even really deny it. So, when they pulled up, what's going on here? Man, we just riding around. Ain't y'all supposed to be in school? Yes, sir. Who was the guy who was with y'all that just ran? I, I told the truth. I was like, hey, look, I don't know him for real, for real. Yeah. That was the truth. I didn't. Yeah. He was just a nigga I smoked with. So I was like, I don't know him for, for I don't know why he ran. Because they was like, why'd he run? We was like, we don't know why he ran. We don't know what was, you know, what his deal was. Like, we was like, you know, I guess he saw the police and got scared. That's all we knew. Yeah. That's what that's what we were saying. We know why he ran, but that's what we were saying. <laughs> we 
we, we played like we didn't know why he ran. So, long story short, they left my car there because they put handcuffs on all of us, oh. sat us in the back seat of the police car, and drove us back to school, and left my car there. Wow. I think a policeman brought it back, you know, eventually. Or something like that, because the reason why no one could bring it back, number one, was a stick shift car. Ah. And I did not want to call my mom. The policeman did allow me to call somebody to come get my car. I wasn't calling my mom. I, I don't blame you. So, I didn't know who else's number to call. I had to dial in the door. And the only adult number I knew, besides my mom, was my dad's. I had no problem telling him this. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I was like, I'll call my dad. Called my dad. He answered the phone. I said, yeah, dad, um. I'm sorry. I was like, yeah. Um. Me and some friends was riding around. We were skipping school. I was just coming clean like a motherfucker. Yeah. We were skipping school. Uh, we was with a guy. The guy ran once he saw the police. And, you know, police questioned us. Got us, you know, finna take us back to school in handcuffs. I need somebody to come get this car. Well, my dad couldn't drive a stick shift. So he was like, I'll go watch the car. Like, I'll pull up and watch the car for you, you know, in, until you or somebody else can come and get it. That's the best I can do. Because the cop said straight up, we leave your car here. I guarantee you by the time somebody comes here, it's going to be stripped. Wow. The cop just straight up told me that. So my dad was like, I can watch the car for you. They took us back to school in handcuffs. I remember walking. Unfortunately, this was lunchtime. So students was all in the hallway. Ooh. And they watched as the cops took us to the principal office in handcuffs. And that was the most embarrassing walk. I I felt shameful. <laughs> like, I was looking down. Like, I didn't want to look at niggas' faces. Because I, I, I already heard the whisper. Damn, what they did. Are they going to jail? What them niggas do? I even heard some niggas. That Kelvin? <laughs> it's like, fuck. <laughs> I don't care enough about these niggas, but I just don't want nobody I know to see me like this. I was hoping, you know who, the girl who I loved in high school, you already know. Yeah. I was praying to God she didn't see me. So, the whole thing happened. My dad never did show up to watch the car. Uh, damn. But I think somebody, like a, the pol one of the policemen or somebody brought the car to me and back to the school. Got, I never drove that car again. That's what I'll say. I, I can't say that I blame you because... My mom yeah. never let me drive at that point again. <laughs> Until I was able to get out of high school. Like, I, I wasn't allowed. Well, she let my uncle take me to school and back. I was not allowed to have a car anymore. I, I good. <laughs> so, 
like I said, the gist of me telling that whole story was just to show you. Like I said, I did not care enough for my dad to find out. I was afraid the entire time of what my mom would think. Yes, because that's um, um that's one thing that I got to say. I have told you, like, uh, uh, every time that, like, um, you would, like, um, go eat dinner with your family or whatever, I would tell you point blank, man, I respect the relationship that you got with your mom. See, children don't even respect their parents no more. And when I say respect, I mean they don't look at their mother like they mother. I can't remember these bitches' names, but they was on Lies and Shit Hop, and they was mother and daughter strippers. My God, what a beautiful career path. Of course, they was rich, but seriously, y'all happy to have on national fucking TV a mother and daughter the strippers? Come the fuck on, huh? Y'all got to uh, do something. Y'all got to work on that. But, man, like I say, these damn um, parents now, hell, um, a show that I fuck with on, um, what, that I used to fuck with on, um, Netflix, uh, The Ranch. The Ranch basically a spinoff of that 70s show. And I'm a huge fan of that 70s show. Well, on one of the seasons, um, the father had, um, there was this guy that was his neighbor, but they hated each other. Like, they stopped talking to each other for years. So, um, like the, uh, dad of the show, he, um, said, Hey, it, you were a good friend all those years ago. You came and picked up my son when me and my wife needed you to come. The man said, and all we had was clean sheets and a basket. Do you know how fast a Parent now we get locked up if they put their damn baby in a damn basket with clean sheets. Do you know how many Facebook memes that you would be? You ain't even gotta do a specific pose. You instantly a goddamn meme if you do that shit. But that was back in the eighties. And that happened, the man's son was a, a character on the show. But he um, grew up healthy. And I remember my dad, I love my dad to death. I used to love to hear him talk about how it was when he was coming up. Because my dad was one that would speak the truth concerning like how racism was. So, um, my dad said that back then, black people and white people, they couldn't even go to the same damn hospital. But yet, my dad 
let let me see if I can uh name um everybody. Let me see. It was my dad, Neil, Mac, Eddie, Terry, Glenn. And all of them grew up to be healthy, hardworking people. Every single one of them. But I know good and hell well. It wasn't no Gerber back then. If it was, it, it, it wasn't no black folks getting Gerber. Do you know the outrage that would have happened if somebody black would have had Gerber back in the 50s? I can only imagine somebody black having that for they baby. Because... I know uh, back then, like, um, quite a bit was happening for um, black folks to do their damnness to be, to, like, have rights and shit like that. But I know good and hell well, especially back in, like, the 50s, if somebody black would have had some damn Gerber, oh, uh, white folks wouldn't have liked that. And if somebody white listening to the podcast, yeah, I said it. You mayonnaise sandwich eating crackers wouldn't have liked that shit. If you would have seen a black man or a black woman with some Gerber back in the 50s. You would have hated that shit. So, uh, parenting, like I keep saying, parents of today, garbage. I'm sick and tired of seeing um, little kids post videos with their parents talking about my mom cool, my dad cool, and all that they uh, parent doing is the simplest shit. I ain't know that yo that you know um, smoking weed made you cool. I know that it relaxes you. But I ain't know it instantly made you a cool motherfucker. I never knew that shit. Hell, that being the case, I, I'm, I'm Michael Jackson when Billie Jean was released. If that is the case, that's what I'm going to goddamn say. But, um, let me see. I just gotta keep saying parents fucking suck today, man. That's that's all I can keep saying, bro. You uh wanna take over? Like, what you gotta say, brother? Well, I'll say this because it kind of ties in with kind of of what you brought up of uh you know. People going to jail, or whatever, for whooping their kids, or it being looked upon as a bad thing. If you know, you yell at your kid. I'm gonna say it like this. Yes. When I become a parent, and yes, I do want to become a parent. So when I become a parent. I just refuse to go through this same ass stereotypical bullshit black people have been going through for way too damn long. I am not 
going to have a baby mama. I'm not going to have that like that, all that drama and shit. My kid, when I have my kid, is going to live with me. I don't want to be the father that comes around sometimes. I don't want to be the father that, you know, sees his kid sometimes. No, I want to live, and I'm going to live with my kid. So either I can move in with her, she can move in with me, or we was already living together when we have a kid. That's one of the reasons, like, people say, like, why don't, why don't you have no kids? I need to find the woman I love because you have my kid. You're going to be a part of my life unless you don't want to be a part of that child's life. If my baby mama or whatever, or the woman I have a kid with, don't want to live with me and she is so insisted on not moving in with me or me not moving in with her, then the child is going to live with me. Yeah. I, I'm just that kind of person. I do not want to like be without my kid when I um have one. I want to be the straight up. I already know what people say about parenting. I already know what to expect. There's going to be a lot of sleepless nights. You're going to be pissed off a lot. Yeah. You know, all that shit is coming. Dirty, you know, having to change diapers, all that shit. Feeding the baby constantly. I know what's coming. But I want to be the for all of it. That's one reason why the female... That everybody, you know, Leah know, my mom know, my dad knew, everybody knows that is a, a female from my past. The reason I'm so scared to call her, she having babies. Now, I know you might be thinking, well, well, damn, Roosevelt, you got a problem with kids? Hell nah, I ain't got a problem with kids, but I have a problem with men that have children, and the second that you do something for they kid, then they have a problem with you. Because I have had it happen to me many times where I have started talking to a female, she got a kid. Well, I can buy something for the kid. Here come the goddamn kid baby daddy. Nigga, who are you? Nigga, who are you? Like, for real. Nigga, why you buying that for my son? Nigga, if you would buy this shit, I wouldn't have to. Like, seriously. And I know that particular female that I'm talking about, I ain't gonna say her name. So, since I ain't gonna say her name, I can say this. She a hoe. But she is A1 at everything she do. God damn it, my stupid Well, hold on a second, folks. Just having some technical difficulties. Matter of fact. I got all the right there. Let me just look it up. Yeah, there you go. Oh. I apologize if we're hearing a little extra noise. I'm trying to plug in this charger for this recorder. There we go. Yeah. 
just so we don't, you know, get cut out on. Yeah. Sorry about that, folks. Just some technical difficulties. I got one of them goddamn Trump phones. Know what that mean, right? That mean you think that the shit gonna do something good for you, but the one good thing that's done a shitload of problems is gonna follow. I didn't been saying for the past year I need to get a, another phone, but I'm cheap, so so I, I'm trying to stick it out with this goddamn phone. But anyway, back to talking about parents, and I, I'm sorry, folks, but what I was saying about the girl, I know that she had two kids, and then she made a post. One day up on the book that said, I ain't know you could get pregnant with your toes tied. So I, I I don't know like what happened with that third baby that that idiot uh, got uh, pregnant with. But I know that them two that she got now, I know if that bitch come back in my life. I know that I am going to go broke because I hate to see a baby, a goddamn infant, having to go without diapers, having to go without food. I hate seeing that. So I know I am on disability. But at the end of the day, if she, uh, if me and her start talking to each other again. She called me one day. My baby needs some diaper. Shit! <sighs> Alright. I, I, I got you. I got you. And sure enough, I'm about to goddamn diapers. <laughs> I know that shit, man. Cause, man, uh, the thing about me, I... I'm not even going to say that I want to have a wife before I, you know, have a baby. I really want to find that one. And everybody knows who that one is. Everyone has their own different opinions about different things. Well, what I'm going to say is this you know when you have met that person that you don't mind coming inside of you know when you have met that person now Every and anything could happen, you know, in a moment of heat. I know that for sure. But everyone also, like, that was able to control who they had sex with. You know when you fucking a bitch that you don't want to come inside of. And you know when you fucking that girl that you feel like, damn, I could have babies with this bitch. You gonna know that shit. 
So, Lord, that's uh, what I got to say about um, damn um, the parents, the parenting situation that I think about. The hell, I um, just gave personal experience about like um, somebody reaching out to me saying that, you know, they baby needs something. You know, of course, I do not have a son or daughter. No. But I have a shitload of friends that have kids. And every time they ever hit me up, my baby need this or my baby need that. I have overdrawn my account that way that a baby can have some goddamn diapers. I have did that shit, but the modern day baby daddies, hell, you you don't hear the you don't hear husband no more. All you hear is goddamn baby daddy. The baby daddies now, shit. They don't give a damn about the uh, children. All you was was a quick nut. So, now, I'm going to say this to the women, because I know there's some women that listen to me. Watch and be careful of who you let nut inside you. I mean that shit. You got to damn near find out a nigga social security now. Before you let them come inside you. Because. I have. Okay my best friend. My best friends. I, I, I feel so bad for her. My best friend got three kids. By three different baby daddies. And none of the baby daddies in none of the kids' life. She had to get her tubes tied because of how much she loved to have sex. I'm saying it as nice as I can say it. She is a great mother. She is. But I can't stand none of them baby daddies. None of the goddamn dudes is in the kid's life. I can't I can't stand that shit at all. Like um you way less of a man for that shit. Dear Lord. Lord knows I just don't. I just don't understand it. I don't even, like I said, I have a kid. I don't even want to go a, a day without my kid. That's why I'm trying my best to find the right woman who is going to, you know, be a good mother, who I must try to, you know, spend my life with. Because once I, um, once I have a kid, once I feel, finally feel like you're truly worthy of having my kid and me even losing my virginity to you, 
because I don't have a problem saying I'm still a virgin. I believe that's going to be the most romantic thing to a woman when she f has a grown man decide, yeah, I think you're worthy and good enough to have my kid. Not some teenager, not a young boy. A grown man decides you're worthy. Grown man with a job, with a car, with a house. Feels like you're worthy to have my kid and for me to give my virginity to you. I feel like that'll be like the most romantic thing to a woman. You're not going to just have Mr. Random nigga who done had these many bitches or, you know, a little boy. Hell, in 24 hours from now, I'm going to be 28. Because tomorrow, because it's May 6th now, tomorrow, which is uh, May 7th, is going to be my birthday. Oh, God. And to be at that age and still have my virginity, as much as people laugh at it and don't understand it, I still feel like that shit makes me special in a way. Real talk, it does, bro. Because, oh, first of all, happy, happy early birthday. That's the first thing I gotta say, Kenfo. But that shit is special. Like, to be able to have your virginity because I'm stick. <clears throat> Sam, he is still a virgin. And he's like 30. <laughs> I know we're not like too far behind that, but I'm, I'm just saying. He still lives with his parents. Yes. And the thing about Sam, he is very proud to be a virgin. But the thing about Sam, he don't understand that it's certain shit that you need to understand about a woman. Sam has had bad bitches. I will openly, constantly say, the women that I have gave Sam, every one of them, <laughs> I wanted to fuck every single goddamn one. But Steve, Sam, <laughs> the thing about Sam, <laughs> that fool got his virginity proud to be a virgin, but he do not understand um anything about you know well, what comes with it. You know, I openly respect the way that you broke down, you know, about you being a virgin and everything, because I still say to this day. My biggest regret was when a girl gave me head. And the reason I say that's my biggest regret, I know that oral sex is not the same as getting pussy. That much I know. But that girl fucked me up. I said to that girl, baby, will you suck my dick? Now, Openly, that that sound like, okay, you about to get your ass cussed out. I sat up in the bed. She pushed me back down on the bed so hard. Nigga, I bounced. 
That bitch pushed me back on the bed with strength. And she fucked my world up. I regret that she did it, but at the end of the day, you live and you learn. So, I'm making sure that whenever I find that female that I want to have a kid with, I'm talking about full-fledged, do everything with, because I know me and my mom, What? let me word it like this. My mom loves me. I like her. The reason, the reason I word it like that is because a lot of shit that like has happened when I was growing up, I can't talk about. Like it was very, very harsh, brutal, deep. But the thing that my mom said one day, me and her was talking, was this. You will never know what a parent goes through until you become one. Now, I constantly say I'll never do this or that to, you know, my kid if I ever have one. But... I also know the way that my temper has gotten since I've been disabled is it's fucked up. So I know gonna hell well if my child wake up at two in the morning, da 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 I'm hungry, I'm hungry, something like that. I'm gonna go off on my kid. Of course I love my child, but I'm just gonna openly Go the fuck off with my kid for waking me the hell up at two in the morning because his short ass can't open that goddamn fridge and get something to eat himself. I know I'm going to go off with my kid. <laughs> I, love, I love him, though. Oh, go ahead, brother. Go I mean, ahead. All I was going to say was, man, I got so much more to say about parenting myself, but it's actually drawing to a close. God, that so, boy, yes, Lord. Nine, nine times out of ten, there'll be a part two to this, you know, because I, I know you were in the middle of the story still going, and I, like I said, I got a lot more to this stuff, but unfortunately for this part, I guess this going to have to do it. My bad for not talking in this one as much as I really wanted to. Yeah. The blunt was hitting, so I apologize. But, dude, you are good, because the thing is... We are, uh, it looked like we still got half a blood left, and I'm sure about to fire the hell back up, but this cutting up radio, so this is part one of parenting, yes, there is going to be a part two, and just know that we're going to keep coming back with podcasts, I can go from September to August about anything.